Hello everyone, my name is John Locke and I'd like to welcome you to The Winning Trade, but first the required disclaimer material. This presentation is given for educational purposes only. We are not broker-dealers or financial advisors and we're not making any specific credit recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial and please be aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that in the presentation, this is going to be a hypothetical computer simulated trade and or result. It is believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind that live results can vary from simulated results for many, many different reasons. If this is your first experience with us, my name's John Locke. I'm a trading performance and success coach with Locke in Your Success LLC. And myself and my mentors are here to help you win in the markets and in life as well. And today, what we're going to do is we're going to bring you into the realm of high probability options trading. High probability options trading, also known as income trading, or in sometimes even positive theta trading, is when we utilize option strategies to make money in the market from the passage of time, rather than depending solely on price movement to move in our direction. Now, there are many advantages to this, and one of those being that the price doesn't need to move in your direction in order to make money. In fact, the price doesn't have to move at, uh, move at all. It might move up, it might move down, but there are many scenarios we, where we are going to be profitable where we otherwise would not. So lots of benefits there, and I really love this type of trading. Today, we're going to be covering a trading strategy called the Rock. Now, the Rock is what we call a stage four trading strategy, and the stages run from one to five. So a stage four strategy is going to be rather advanced, and it's going to be adaptable as well. And because this is an advanced and adaptable strategy, by adaptable I mean the way the strategy is traded changes significantly depending on what's going on in the underlying market environment. Uh, this being the case, the ROC is our best performing rule-based strategy by far. And again, that's because it's adaptive and traded differently depending on implied volatility skew curves, which you may or may not know what that is. But in the event you do not, we have the education that can bring you up to speed and stuff like that. But for the presentation, that's not important. This strategy is a strategy that we trade on the Russell 2000 index options. It requires a minimum of $5,000 of capital in order to trade the strategy. The size that we're going to be trading the trade today is going to be a much larger size. And the reason we use larger sizes a lot of these times in the strategies is because they're simpler to demonstrate than they are with a very small position. And we want to make things as clear as possible when we go through our demonstrations. Therefore, the example size we're going to be trading is $50,000 planned capital. And with $50,000 planned capital, we have a 20% profit target which would be $10,000. We also have a 20% exit loss trigger or stop loss, and that would be $10,000 in the event things did not go as planned. So let's take a look at the strategy. Okay, before we get going, if you are not familiar with this type of software, this is something called analytical software, and it's made by a company called OptionNet Explorer. And what this software does is it tells us or it gives us a graphical representation of the risk profile of our position. So let's start uh, over here. We have the date, it's May 19th, 2021. Uh, here we are trading the Russell 2000. We have across the top here of these columns, we have the expiration dates for various option cycles. In this case here, we enter this trade 30 days to expiration. And as of this date here, May 19th, 
the expiration date we're going into is June 18th, 2021. The tops are the call options, the bottoms are the put options. Down this left column are the strike levels. And if we go over to our analytical graph, we have the asset price along the bottom. So this is a little bit different than a price chart. A price chart has the asset price uh, vertically. This has the asset price horizontally. And our profit and loss is actually measured vertically. Here we have a sharp blue line, which is what we call our expiration line. Our expiration line tells us the value of our position at any given price point of the index at expiration time, assuming we do nothing. And then we have this curved line, which is our T plus zero line. That gives us an estimation of what the price is expected to do or the profit and loss is expected to do with price movement that might occur today. Now, this T plus zero line is only a projection. You'll see that it may project one thing and then we'll go to the following day and something different happens. But it gives us a good general idea of what the risk profile of our position is. Now, if you want to know what this means, basically, if our asset price settles in or stays inside the tent, we call it. This We call this the tent. If it stays inside the tent, then we're generally going to be increasing value. Usually if it goes outside the tent, we may be losing value. That's not always the case, but in general, that's what it is. As you can see, this is a neutral strategy. The price doesn't have to go anywhere. The asset price doesn't have to go anywhere in order for us to make money. And if the asset price gets too far away from us or too far out of the tent, what we end up doing is we end up picking up and moving this position. And we don't want to get too focused on the expiration graph. We want to be more focused on the T plus zero line. And we'll talk about that as we move along here. So with this strategy, the asset price doesn't actually have to be between these strikes to make money. What happens is we have something called adjustments. And as the trade uh, progresses, if the asset price moves to certain locations, we are going to make adjustments. In this example, there are multiple adjustments. Also want to point out too, the rock strategy isn't always entered in this formation. The strategy is, is actually entered in different types of formations, depending on the implied volatility skew curve of the market. Currently, we have a historically high implied volatility and what we call a very flat implied volatility skew curve. And when the market is in that type of a environment, what we're going to do is we're going to enter in this type of a positioning because that tends to be most favorable for that environment. Also worth note, we have a bunch of positions along the bottom. We have the current margin in the position or how much money we have in the position. You see here it's $6,691. We have the commissions that we paid. So you'll notice there are a lot of adjustments. And one of the questions I get is, hey, what about the commissions? Well, the commissions are already included in this. So this is how much uh, our commissions are. This is our profit and loss. You can see we entered the position. We paid $41 in commissions. Therefore, our position is down $41 on entry. And that is going to happen regardless of what you buy is, is if it has commissions. We have something called our delta which is a representation or a theoretical number that says if the price goes up $1, so if the asset price on the Russell 2000 goes from what we're right now at 2188 
Uh, if it goes to 21.89, then theoretically this position should gain $2.25, and if it goes down a dollar, it should lose $2.25. That shows us, uh, gives us an idea of what our price movement risk is. We also have something called gamma which is also related to our price movement risk. Gamma is essentially how fast our delta changes. You'll see we do not have a flat line here. If we, buy, uh, if we bought 100 shares of stock, for example, we would have 100 delta. Because we have 100 shares of stock and that stock goes up a dollar, then you make $100. Therefore, you have 100 delta, but that delta would be flat. In other words, it wouldn't change if you owned stock. If you have options positions, we have a curvature to our line here, and the uh, steepness of that curvature and the direction of that curvature is going to be represented in our gamma number. So right now, we have a smile curvature. If you have a smile curvature, you're positive gamma. If you have a, uh, a frown curvature, you're negative gamma. So right now, we are slightly in a smile position here. Uh, meaning our delta increases when the price moves. And then we have our theta, which is the theoretical number that this position makes every day if nothing else changes. So if we go to tomorrow at the same time and the price doesn't move and the implied volatility or the vega doesn't change, then we can be expected, or the vega changes the way the model expects it to change, then we can expect to make 27 dollars uh, and 74 cents just from sitting in the position and doing nothing else and of course then we have our vega and this is a representation of how sensitive the position is in its current location to essentially implied volatility changes in the marketplace and that's static implied volatility not implied volatility skew curve for our more advanced traders which are two very different things but that is essentially what that stuff means so as far as this goes, we're going to allow a negative delta of minus 15. We get more than 10 points past our long strike to the upside. We're going to what we call roll this. We're going to take the position off and we're going to move it. And then if we get too far to the downside or if our delta gets too high to the downside, we use a base number of positive 50, but there's other metrics that we use. Uh, we'll talk about it as they come into play. Uh, we'll do either a down roll or some sort of a, a reduction in position size here. Uh, also worth a note, $50,000 planned capital position, we only have $6,691 in it. In this type of an environment, we're generally not going to get our planned capital in the strategy. In other types of environments, we will. Just worth noting. Okay, so let's just move this forward, and we'll see how we do here. You can see we're actually losing more money than we thought. And that's when I, I talked to you about this T plus zero line is an estimate of what the software expects to happen if we get a certain price move. We were positive delta, we were positive gamma, meaning that we're positive delta, meaning we should make money when the market goes up. We're positive gamma, meaning that the delta should increase or go from, I think we were like 2.5, the delta should actually be you know, 2.6, 2.7. It should be getting higher as we go along. And the more we go up, the more money we should be making. But one of the things is, this line doesn't always follow reality. And this is one of those cases. Uh, we're getting an implied volatility skew curve shift that's not beneficial for the position. And that means that instead of our delta being more positive, it's actually gone to negative 465. And we got a bit of a crushing of the T plus zero line. It's nothing to be overly concerned about but that's why that's happening if you're wondering. So 
let's move on here. We go to this day. Now, when we get more than 10 points over our long strike, which is 22-20, then this calls for what we call a roll in the position. And we're just going to move the butterfly and we're going to restart, re, essentially restart the position. You can see we're at 22-33, long strikes at 22-20. Hey, let's roll this up. When we roll it up, we're going to roll it to our starting position, which I did not really talk about too much. So what we have here is we have a 50-point wing butterfly. Normally, we'll do these with iron butterflies. Technically, it doesn't matter. It matters a little bit for the analytical software. This type of analytical software tends to be a little bit more accurate um, or more predictable, I would say. Not necessarily accurate. There's, there's a difference between precision and accuracy, right? It seems to be a little more precise, I should say, with our iron butterflies. If I enter a put butterfly by accident, I'm not worried about it. It's synthetically the same position, but I do get different um, things. So later on, we may fix this. I don't remember if we do or not. But anyway, we're going to enter with our short strike 17 to 27 points below the money. We're going to have 50-point wings, and we're going to see what our delta is. And if our delta is not what we want it, we're going to put a call in. And if our calls are happen to be out of the money, we're generally looking for a little bit of positive delta. If our calls are going to be deep in the money, a lot of times I'll flip that to a little bit of negative delta. So right here would be an example of an entry position, only we're down a little bit of money because of what happened in the last few days. So let's see how this continues to go here. Here we are once again more than 10 points over our long strike. That being the case, we're going to make another upside adjustment. To where? Well, we're going to go to uh, we're at 22.76, so we will go to 22.50, and if we do that, we get into something like this. Now, you can see we're a little bit positive delta here. That's simply because I chose not to move the call. So one of the things that I'm going to do when I, when I roll these or move the butterfly position, if the call's in a good location, generally we're going to leave it alone. It's still out of the money, and it's still... Uh, five delta is certainly within reason for the strategy, so we ended up just leaving it. If it ends up being too high, we would move the call, or too low, uh, too positive or too negative, I should say, then I would um, move that call. But this is within reason, so we'll stay there. Here's the following day. You see how fast the, it straightens out here. Okay, so we made an adjustment this day. Now, one of the delta parameters, or one of the adjustment parameters we've been hitting twice, we already hit twice, was which was 10 points over our long strike, or in this case would have been 23.10. The other adjustment parameter to the upside is if we get more than minus 15 delta. So right now, we're actually at minus 30.68. That being the case, we're going to want to make a what we call a delta correction. So normally when I'm in this position where I have an out-of-the-money call and... Um, I have a delta problem and I'm inside the tent or I'm not to my 
uh, roll point yet, what I'm going to do is I'm going to move the call to just bring us or give us more delta and flatten the position out. So you see the call moved away from the 2300 area and it went to 2230. As you can see, we're starting to get more capital in the position. And again, this is why we have like a $50,000 plan capital because a lot of times as we make adjustments, a lot of times we are going to get more capital into the position. So here we have uh, our 2230s. Our delta is back neutralized again. Notice I'm not going as positive delta now because we're much further. We're actually in the money with the calls. We're at 75 uh, delta call at this point. So let's move forward. We get a up move in our position. We are more than 10 points past our long strike once again. So our long strike's at 2300. We're at 2319. We're going to do a roll up. So let me. Uh, where are we going to roll to? We're going to roll to 2300 because that's 17 to 27 points under. It's going to be 2300. And we end up having a position that looks like this. Let me see if I move the call here. Uh, I did not. So notice that I went from a normal butterfly to an iron butterfly. Iron butterflies, like I said, are a little bit more precise as far as what the delta actually is going to react like. So I do like to do that at some point. And with this roll, we switched over to that. We are still, I believe, in the same call. Let's see. Uh, 2270. Okay, so we move the call. So let's take a look at our adjustment here. So what we're going to do is we're going to close this position down and we're going to roll to 2300. When we do that, we're going to have a certain delta in our position. So let's pretend that we just did a standard iron butterfly. And an iron butterfly, by the way, is it, when you saw the trade before, we had a bullish spread uh, here in the puts, and then we also had our bearish spread here in the puts, or our bearish vertical in the puts, creating our butterfly. Here we have our bullish in the puts, and we have our bearish in the calls, creating what we call an iron butterfly. Again, synthetically the same position, but uh, I like it better when I'm analyzing something with this software specifically. So here, I want to come in here, and this is pretending that this was actually 10 here and then minus 10 here. And that's going to give me a delta of minus 100. That being the case, my call is not going to be able to offset the delta by itself. So to get the extra delta I need, or to get my delta flat enough, I'm also moving some of these 2300s up to 2310. So if we do that, let me clear the model trades. And, and, and then once I do that, okay, then once I do make that move, then I'm going to correct my delta with whatever call that I need. In this case, when I move these five, I end up with a with 75 delta that I want to hedge off, or about 75 delta I want to hedge off, and um, we put the we put the call there. So let me clear the model trades. This is going to be our position. Now another metric that we want to watch with this position is actually how much risk we have with what we call an 8% down move in the asset, and that at this price levels 
between 180 and 200 points, I believe. So we want to be aware of that. We don't want more than $20,000 risk with that type of a move in case we get caught off guard with that type of a move. So we're at about our maximum risk here. Even though we have a $50,000 plan as capital position and we only have 20, uh, 21000 in it, we are at our risk limit. So we want to be aware of that if we start exceeding that number. All right, so here... We had a 29-point up move. Our delta is more than minus 15. That's too high. Our call delta is 85. That's pretty high delta. I'm probably not going to try and correct that. If this was a 20 or 40 delta like before, then we're going to be moving the call. But it's not. So what we're going to do is we're going to take this 2300. It's going to move them to 2310. So we're going to add 5 here. Slight vertical adjustment and go into this position here. Let me clear that. As you can see, that brings our delta number into line. It also brings our total capital in the position to about 26,000, almost 26,000. Let's move on. We've got a bit of a down move here. Notice that we've been in the position for a while. We're not really making money. That's because the market's been all over the place. We've had very, very large price moves. This is a neutral position. You know, if you're in a neutral position and you get a lot of price movement, you can't necessarily expect a lot of gains. If we were in a positive or a bullish bias position, we would have got good gains out of that type of a move. Uh, or if we, if we were just long stock or something like that, we would have got good gains out of that type of a move. But we would... In order to make money, we would have had to have the market move up. And if you want to be non-subjective, we're not depending on the market moving up. So that's the benefits and drawbacks to this, right? You get too much price movement, then it can be challenging to bring this positive. The good part is, is eventually the price movement typically stops, so or at least settles in, uh, long enough for us to get some money out of this. So let's move on here. What we do with this strategy, by the way, is we don't look at it all day and watch the markets. What we do is we have a checkpoint time. We come in and we do a checkpoint time. We typically go going to do this at 3.30. This one was hit at 3.35. The reason we tend to hit stuff at 3.35 uh, rather than 3.30 is because we maybe got a bad price tick on the analytical graph. So these prices vary throughout the day, and sometimes you obviously get a bad price uh, or, or whatever with an adjustment. And we want to make this trade as realistic as possible. So sometimes we move a little bit. And here we moved five minutes to get a more realistic price number or a profit and loss number on this. Or maybe we had an option that was kind of out of whack. So we ended up doing this at a slightly different time. Now, why are we adjusting this? We are within our delta limits. We're between positive 50 and minus 15. We are inside the tent here. Really not a problem. But what we are having is if we take a look at what type of a loss we have with a down move, then it becomes excessive. And we want to watch this just because we never know when we're going to get an overnight move that's huge in the marketplace. Uh, hopefully you learned that from COVID. But um, what we want to do is we want to make sure that an 8% move isn't uh, more than a $20,000 drawdown. And in this case, it is. Uh, I'd have to do the math here, but it's about 180 points, and that's going to bring us to, what, about 2150, I believe, with 180 points. And at 2150, you can see our drawdown. If you look at the this 
this the red number there below the arrow our drawdown at that point is $21,800. So that's too much downside risk. So I want to control that downside risk when I'm in my position. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move these long strikes here forward. When I do that, that kicks my delta to negative. So to compensate for that, I'm going to then look at moving this here forward. And I'm not going to go too crazy with the whole process, but if I do the 10 here, then I have too much positive delta, in which case I can move my call uh, higher, or I can do fewer here. So there is a process, and it's kind of a trial and error process to see which way you want to do your delta correction. But in this case here, what we ended up doing is moving these 10 that were at 22.50 up to 22.60. We ended up moving these 10, 10 at 23.10 up to 23.20. And I ended up moving the call to a 43 delta number. That combination gives me a situation where I have an acceptable delta limit, I have an acceptable downside risk in an acceptable place or location within the tent. So that being the case, we're going to move forward. We end up getting a bit of a down move. We're now up uh, 16.06. Our downside risk is fine. Our delta is fine. We're in the tent. Everything looks good. We got an up move the following day. And I chose to do another risk reduction. And that is because you can see we're minus 44 delta. Right now, we don't have $20,000 in the trade, so we can't have $20,000 of risk. But, what we, but when we make the adjustment to correct for our delta, we end up having too much downside risk. So I guess you could do it with five here. We'd have to do five here, and then we'd have to do move the call a little bit deeper in the money. When I do that, that creates too much downside risk to the position. So I can't do that for an adjustment. I have to, again, get my risk down first, and I'm going to do that by moving these forward, which is going to pull. You can see it pulls from the risk in this here goes from, what, 20, uh, about 18,000 total to uh, 10,000 total. Of course, I have to make more adjustments, which is going to put that risk back in. I'm going to do that here. And I may end up having to move the call at the same time. But this gives us the parameters that we're looking for within the strategy. So let's see what we actually did for an adjustment here. Now you can see I moved these 10 at 2260 to 2270. I moved the 10 at 20. 320 to 2330, and left the call the same. This puts us within our delta limits, and it puts us within our downside risk parameter limits. So let's go to the 14th, get a bit of a down move. Everything is fine. We're four days to expiration now, so we're going to be out of the trade very shortly. We get a bit of a down move here. We're up 35.51. And if we move to Wednesday, this position here is up Let's see, uh, $5,481, and it is two days to expiration. Now, one of the reasons we're going to exit this strategy would be 
because our next cycle is ready to be entered. So this is what we call a non-overlapping strategy. So generally we're not gonna overlap it. That doesn't mean I don't do that from time to time. From time to time I will leave this position on and uh, start the next position as well in, within our Go membership. However, for, most of the, for the most part, what we wanna do is we wanna exit this so that we don't overlap the positions. And we would exit this at a $5,481 profit and we would enter into our July rock position. And this is what that entry would look like, by the way. Uh, like I said, we normally do iron butterflies, and this would be our iron butterfly entry. We have our short strikes, 17 to 27 points under the money, which would be 22.90 for our short strikes. We would enter this as one order, and then we would buy a call to offset our delta, in this case, 36 delta, coming in as slightly positive uh, delta position for our entry for July. And that is a fantastic and challenging example of this episode's winning trade, the rock strategy. If you like what you see, I invite you to come on over to LockInYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com, where you can discover how you too can follow along with this and many other great strategies at our Options Trading for Income weekly webinars within our Go membership. Also, make sure to come on over to thewinningtrade.com and learn about upcoming winning trade presentations and explore past winning trades. And please join us so that you can receive access to free bonus material as well. And of course, if you're interested in trading performance, check out our free trading performance podcast where you can learn to skyrocket your results regardless of the type of trading you do. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or any concerns, please make sure you comment on the videos where I'll answer your questions for you personally. Of course, if I don't answer your questions, make sure that you re-ask them because one of the unfortunate things that happens from time to time and happened to me with our last winning trade presentation is I accidentally deleted one of the comments before I could respond to it. And then once you do that on YouTube, I have no access to that. So it would be great if this was you, that if you that you would repost that comment so that I can answer that for you. And I apologize for that error, but I'm here to answer your questions for you personally. And I do want to do that. I want to answer and make sure everybody's answered. Thank you for joining me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next Winning Trade.